offtherecord.com. Fight those tickets. If you don't win, you don't pay. All you have to do is download the app, snap a photo of your ticket, answer a few questions, get matched to an experienced lawyer, and you won't pay for the ticket. Enter code AWESOME to get a nice discount. Driving while awesome podcast radio hour. <laughs> oh God. Yo. Do you guys know what a fluffer is? GTO. Mellow Grimes. Oh, I got a PT Cruiser. It's a convertible. It's really cool. All oh, this smells of crayons <laughs> for you. Hey, YOLO. You only have one life. Do you have coilovers? No. Right. Beat it. Yeah, I'd say that's a pretty good podcast right there. <laughs> <laughs> Damn it. I screwed it up. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to Driving While Awesome. My name is Warren. My name is Brian. My name is Art the Destroyer. I'm Lane. <laughs> yeah, if you were a dictator, what would your name be? Probably the Destroyer. Yeah. I like the Impaler. The Impaler? That's, That's an Art. Vlad? Was it Brian? Vlad. Brian the Impaler? Art the Impaler. No, it'd be like Brian the Basher or something. Oh, it has B. to be BB? Or it helps. Brian Art. the Bashful. What about Art the Annoyer? <laughs> the worst. <laughs> That's his power. <laughs> the, he rules with a bashful mind. <laughs> Brian the Baker. Oh, God, baker. guys. Brian the Baker. <laughs> what about Brian the Baker? It's nice. Uh, what about Art the Annihilator? Uh... It's pretty good. Art the, Art pretty the good. awesome. Yes. It's lame. <laughs> Art the awesome. Art the what about Lane? I do not Lane want to see that the linoleum. <laughs> <laughs> what? Wow. It's late here. Drive uh, awesome studio. You have to apologize. I uh, have to apologize for Art. <laughs> Art the awesome, apparently. <laughs> uh, um, Art the auspicious. How about oh. Warren the wrestler? <laughs> Warren the wrestler. I mean, it's a silent W, but I like yeah, it. Yeah. I like it. Warren the the watchdog. <laughs> oh, I like it. I like it. I or know. just watcher. You could just be the creepy watcher. It's the lamest. What fucking about, I actually know what. Oh, that's than the bashful. That is so. No, watcher is so creepy. <laughs> I actually know what yours is, and it's real. Warren the wheelman. Uh, I like that. He's like he wears like dark like shades that. at night. He's wearing a hoodie yeah. up, and you just get into the back seat, and he'll take you where you need to go. Yeah, the wheelman, yeah. the wheelman. I like it. Lane the lover. Whoa! Let's stop. <laughs> Let's stop. Stop. I like. Uh, wasn't that? What was that movie? Wheelman. That was pretty good. Was I never really? saw that. Wasn't it I called Wheelman? The E forty six. Yeah, it was yeah. good. Oh, I, I followed that guy Subaru. on Instagram for a second, but then he it, it was an E forty six or E thirty six. I don't remember. It was an E forty six, and they put a Momo wheel on it, just like your car. Really? Yeah. And, and that was the first that. thing he did. He's like, "Where's my Momo? Put the Momo on." And then what about ZHP? He might have had a ZHP. He already had that. And then he jumps into his Euro spec nine. 11 G yeah. body pretty rad and then his daughter his 15 year old daughter drives it yep. yeah yeah good movie the movie's cool it was like very little talking it was just never I saw know, it. I thought, I thought cool. uh, maybe i'm picturing a different movie who who's the wheelman no. i thought there's the one there's the younger kid oh right? you're talking about oh, baby, driver. Talking about baby, baby driver. driver that's a subaru right yeah, yeah okay. that's a wr the wheelman who yeah who's the wheelman it's a guy you you'd recognize him but i don't know him by name yeah. he's cool. one of those you know he's like Mid forties. Are you writing it actor. down? I'm looking it up. Yeah, you should oh. check it out, dude. It's, it's pretty the entertaining. Yeah. Mm. Uh, my brother. I want to tell this quick story because it's fresh in my mind. Go for it, Lane. My brother Shane. Lane has lover. A he has like a new Dodge Ram pickup, four door, big, big old huge thing, and he had a half gallon of paint in the bed of it. 
he doesn't have like a bed liner or anything like that. Uh, and he has a camper shell and he had this half gallon of white paint in the trunk with, you know, it's covered and everything. Uh, of course, you know where the story's going. He's like drives down to Craig and to get something for his Falcon or his truck or other he truck or something. A, he paints a fence, comes back and he opens the bed and there's just paint everywhere. <laughs> and it turns out there's a, there's like a drain hole in the front of the bed against the, what would be the firewall, right? Mm -hmm. But it's on the side, not on the floor. Okay. It's on the side, and there's a plug there. Oh, shit. The cannon managed to also knock that plug loose, and it was, I guess it landed, it was, the paint was right up against that. All the paint, like, a lot of the paint went through that hole down onto his drive shaft and just sprayed <laughs> everywhere. Like... His brand new his like one of those spiral drawings. Yeah. Spiral yeah. Paint. So all his wheels. People pay a lot of money for that. All his wheels had white enamel paint all over them. He got all that. the way to the wheels. Yeah, and it, I believe it was it was enamel paint. It was car paint. It wasn't just like house paint, water. Right. It wasn't like water based. Oh, oh shit! So and his, this is like his brand new. I don't know twenty. It's a twenty eighteen Dodge Ram. You know, big big nice truck. Oh. Uh. So I had called him. I'm like, oh, cruise over with, with his daughter and, you know, whatever. He's like, I'm not going anywhere. I just spent like four hours under my car with like 30 rags and turpentine, you know, just like attacking this thing. And he's, oh my he, cause he said at first he looked at it and he was like, so just like, oh my God, I'm going to call my insurance. And like, like, what are they going to do? You know? Like, yeah. This is, and but he decided to like, all right, I'm gonna try and fix this. And he basically, I was picturing you were gonna say it got on the exhaust and like baked on oh, it. Oh yeah. Oh, I thought I thought the hole was on the side. Like somehow it ended up on the side of the bed, and so like it dripped across the front, oh, like the like side the outside oh, of the car, yeah, like yeah, on yeah. the paint. That'd which I guess you could buff off, but like but the yeah. Mighty Max has two drain holes in the bed, and they're towards the front of the bed. That's and the corners this, on the on the floor. So this was on the firewall, which is makes it even crazier, right? Because it yeah. knocked this plug off the firewall. They're low, obviously, and then the can managed to be right there where it went through the hole. On the vertical surface, I th I thought my story where I had Chinese food in the front passenger footwell, and they didn't close one of the sauces, uh -huh. and it tipped over, and it was in a cardboard box, but it was one of those cardboard boxes that has like holes. Yeah, yeah. they're not like perfectly secure. Yeah. It's like produce oh, God, or whatever, yeah, yeah. and it poured through that onto my fucking oh, floor God. mat and everything. You need weather tax. I should have had weather tax. I mean, I. I noticed it happened right away. I pulled it out. Which I car were you on? My Mercedes. Oh. I hosed it down that night. You know, it was totally fine. Yeah. But I was so pissed off. Uh, it was just the mm -hmm. one container that fell over was the full of, of course. sauce. And, sauce on side. And I came in. I was late getting <laughs> back with the food. And uh, my wife had a feeling something went wrong. But it, well, that wasn't why. But um, I'm like, worst case scenario. That's what I said. And she was like, you got an accident? Like, killed, killed somebody? <laughs> like, no, the fucking sweet and sour sauce is everywhere. <laughs> Basically, worst case. I guess worst case would be on the ventilated seats yeah. if I left that on. Oh, into the, into the seats. Right. Oh, drip out. We, yeah, you're right. getting creative now. Or you get a, but it would have been, I mean, there's times where it would have just put it in right. the seat. But yeah. That's right. Parmesan yeah. uh, cheese it's into the vents. You know, that's kind oh. of up there. Is that happening? Saving yeah. for there. You just throw them in there. It's a <laughs> Who nice, knows? Everyone likes a nice smell of Parmesan <laughs> on a hot day. It's wafts. So I guess, think they're three teas or yeah, it smells like good. a sixth grade locker room. <laughs> oh, God. So, 
did you put the uh did you have floor mats or was it yeah. straight on did you put those back in after i hosed them off and did everything? it smell okay or was it, it was okay i mean that's kind of food. a decent scenario though the fact that you had floor mats yes you right. just take that out right. and spray them off i mean it, it got on the car too but i, it I was able to like yeah. you know i basically not that much on the car and either. i got to it right away now if it had like sat overnight or yeah different story but Mm-hmm. It's pretty rare that like when you go to Taqueria and you put the salsas, it's pretty rare that one of them doesn't kind of leak a little bit. I know, right? Right. Yeah. They usually you can't do. trust it 100%. No. no. I know. Mm-hmm. I know. It's very true. Yeah. We keep doing the same thing. We just kind of throw them in the bag. Kind of. I'll put a seatbelt around some. Yeah. Keep it from moving. But then it's got to be on the seat and you're running the risk. Uh, shout out to Mexican Blankets. <laughs> Shouts out, luxury. You keep a Mexican blanket behind the passenger seat of the car mm-hmm. and you get something like this and you just squish the blanket blanket over yeah. and it kind of pins everything in. Oh, there you go. It's great for holding stuff. It does help. So, uh, speaking of Mexican blankets, I was in LA uh, over the weekend and a family member um, brought out a Mexican blanket. We had a picnic at the park and he told me, he's in his mid-50s, he bought that Mexican blanket in the late 80s on a college trip or something like when he went to tj and he was still rocking it he's like yeah. and this, he's like this is exactly what i use it for just to throw it anywhere like i can do whatever the hell and it doesn't matter like i don't care if it gets dirty and just throw it in the wash and so however it ends up yeah. yeah it's perfect yeah i got a couple they've, they've never let me down patina yeah, yeah. <laughs> now cambo blanket that's another story those are the big acrylic cambo well our friends are from oh, cambodia yeah. They got oh, the I got you. Like the yeah. flea market. Oh, though. those are, they're so cozy. <laughs> they're so cozy, but they're yeah. just polyester to the max. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Polyester is always. familiar. Yes, you are. Big, uh, they super, usually have like yeah, a tiger like on fluff, them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or like yeah. some floral print or yeah, whatever. They're really ugly. If you see them, you're right. Yeah. They're really I probably thick. have one actually yeah. now that you describe um, it, but yeah. I've never known. They're very that furry. Name. Like, uh, they're the really cozy blankets. Fuzzy, cozy. So I, so, you know, for when you have a baby shower. But, you know, that more my wife did had a baby shower. I had a man. My shower. wife you, did you have. Go, I went to you your man. I went to your man shower. My yeah. shower. But you know, everyone gives you gifts. Uh-huh. You know, they're usually whatever. Yeah. But my favorite gift that we got was a waterproof or gift. How do you say gift? Oh. It was a waterproof. <laughs> picnic blanket that folds into itself and becomes oh. like a little bag well, i yeah. got one of those those are so rad they're okay everybody needs those. oh they're great that's those what you great. need in every car needs to have one of those because really yeah, well there's definitely two different uses here i mean you don't use your water you could no you use it for locking in it, shit no you need something with more fluff and, and uh-huh. you need to ball it up as well i feel yeah, you do because when i go on a road trip i have like you end up with a bunch of stuff in your car like that yeah. you, you can use it for like a soda you get it yeah. a you know whatever like yeah a, and you can kind of wedge it right there because yeah. you don't have a cup holder in yeah. these whole cars so yeah yeah that was the cup holder in the skylark mm-hmm. you just wrap a blanket around it yeah it's good dude universal blanket so insulates it mexican blanket mm-hmm. any any spills that might happen you just throw in the washing machine yeah. it's like no big deal <laughs> put in a new blanket ain't no thing yeah sweet and sour sauce whatever just that's what off. you need to do line your floorboards like in Pulp Fiction with Mexican blankets though and then you're stoked well, well I thought you were going to say sweet and sour sauce so well, I was going to say blood sweet and sour sauce whatever it's all good yeah all good in the head I always wanted a uh, 21 window bus with a skylight and sand beach sand on all of the floors I hate this idea <laughs> <laughs> I know I hate it so much hey, uh-huh. I hate it like I hate <laughs> I don't like sand at all. <laughs> what? I hate sand. You're so Lane. weird, dude. Yeah. I feel like you're just Why do you live in Santa Cruz? Lane, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. I hate sand. Lane. <laughs> dude. Sand? Dude, Lane is like a fucking Dracula. <laughs> you should live in Transylvania in the dark. 
<laughs> Except sand. for the spiders, I guess. Sand. <laughs> Why the dark? Jet ski. I don't, I feel like he just doesn't like stimulus. <laughs> wait, wait, what do we have? Sand, <laughs> jet ski, spider. Sand, jet ski, well, spider. I don't like can, can dirt get, and dry and heat either. Lane, can we get these in order? Uh, uh, what's the hierarchy here? Sand, jet ski, spider. I mean, the spiders are definitely the what worst. About you, fucking, you crash your jet ski into the sand. There's oh, a no. beach ball of spiders. <laughs> so oh, I just don't wow. like, I mean, I don't like being don't in like sand. sand. I hate being, I hate the moment you leave the sand and you oh, have sand it. on you. I love hot and I sand, hate, warm sand. So cold I don't mind sand. being at the beach in sand. You like that's sand. cool. You like cold sand? I'm yeah, that's ripping. cool. Like wet sand's cool. But like I hate <laughs> having sand on you when you leave and you're in your car oh, or something to me, like that. That's like a sign mm. you're living. Oh, I hate yeah. that shit. I just like it's can't wait for feet. a shower, dude. L I V I N. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. I need some hand lotion and some shower and all good, dude. Sand. I mean, there's different kinds of sand. Like some, there's like the really powdery one. Oh, the dirty the sand's one. the worst. Dirty sand, I'm not a really big fan of. Yeah, especially like a playground sand. <laughs> Whoever has said, I really like the dirty <laughs> sand. Like, of course that's the worst. Well, it's like the dusty No, but there's one, like right? the yeah. fine dusty yeah, sand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Hmm. Anyways. Spiders suck. Where though. were we? You know what, jet skis? I don't like... They're not the worst thing. I can't keep, you know, people always tag me. Well, in the you said they fucking... just suck compared to every <laughs> other kind of like motor, like that kind of activity, no, like so dirt fun. biking. And all. They're so no, fun. they're not. Cause it's, it's like, you don't cycle for the water. Yeah. And you don't have any of the fucking shit. You can't yes, like, you be like, you can't be like, Hey, let's go build a jump. No, oh. because jumps are everywhere. Oh, every boat's yeah, a little fly. tiny fucking wakes. Uh, every wake. Is those little jump. weak little wakes. Dude. How do you know? You don't even do it. I've done it. Hit it at 40 miles an hour. Exactly. I have done it. That's why I know to hate it, dude. No, Lane brings up great points they're valid but they, jet skis they, are still they, fun no the, the fun, fun wears off and i was telling this to someone the other day they're like no it's so fun you go on it for like five minutes and like duh, 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 and then you go back and i'm like exactly five minutes have you ever explored five minutes of a lake yeah thank on you. glassy fingers. mornings thank you i mean that's getting into a little better but super super cool well, if you're really going common. somewhere if you're like Dude, you actually bomb. going to something we had these bombardier cool. ones that would do like 50 back when that was like a big deal mm -hmm. and it's like you know the three seaters and you're cruising through like these little fingers of the, you know it's like getting shallow but these things like have zero depth right mm -hmm. and you're just like bombing on glass like two side by side yeah. fucking glorious. and then you can go up to a beach and just straight up well, I never turned that beach that seems get scary. out have you guys ever been snowmobiling advanced. Yep. no I what do you think? Oh, I want to Go it's really rad. The only it's kind of weird though. It's like it doesn't feel like you think you you would have more control than you do. Yeah, they're heavy, so the only they kind of move the way they move too. It's like they're not yeah because you're super you're responsive skis, and stuff. And yeah, I mean, yeah, you're but only you, as good as the uh, to me. It, the, you, you would have to have powder to get the full experience. Like no, seeing some see, of these like the ski crazy. What do they call them? The fuck I've never done on powder. I've done on like Dude, trails. They'll do like the jumps and they'll do like the big whip turns. I know, but there's, so there's two do. different types of snowmobiles. The ones that you rent are these heavy, like That's beefy right. you ones. Don't do right? anything on, yeah. The ones that you see doing that crazy shit are sled super heads. lightweight. Or yeah, they call them sleds. They're a whole different thing. So when we went. He was saying, so we, we went to a park or, you know, is it near Kirkwood? And you basically yeah, just go. I probably went on the same one. Thing. And you go on fire roads that are, you know, plowed trails and they take you along. These, it's beautiful and it's super fun. And we were with a big group. And then you see these guys off in these meadows and crazy hills. And they're having real fun. Right. 
But he said, well, they have a different type of snowmobile. They're way lighter, way more set up for it, more suspension travel, all this shit. They've had way more cords lights than you. Definitely that. <laughs> if we took these rentals into where they are, we would just sink, sink. like yeah, a rock. Sure, you just sure. go down like five feet. They got a ton of horsepower, so they're floating on top. Yep. The front ends are okay, really here's light. Here's what we need, all guys. Here's what we need. We need some type of way that we can trade motorsport lifestyles with people in different regions. So like you come out, you can borrow my track car and go to the track. But then when I go out to Colorado, I get to borrow your fucking badass Never sled. letting this go nope. touch. Nope. Like, that goes, goes back to like Turo or whatever. Like, no, it's a different thing because there's mean, like a full level oh, of like for trust and not give a shit, you know, uh, thing going on. Uh, and that could never. It's it's not a in t- an ideal not, world. This is not a scale type of like million dollar thing. This is like a, more of a niche like invite only you have yeah. to not give a shit you're into dwa club have good stuff you know hmm. it's called know. bro trader bro trader yeah so <laughs> bro how, do you, how do you fit in <laughs> he has nothing to share yeah, you have to have good no, stuff dude i mean having a, a car capable of uh handling laguna seca thunder hill sonoma like f- you know flying out to like do that that's a pretty good thing right what, yeah. How else would you do that? You get a rental car and you're like, yeah. it's kind of capable. And you're also like definitely uh, breaching contract. Like you're not supposed to. But you'd want stuff. someone to do that with your car? I don't know, man. I definitely have Dude, pretty high. I don't give a shit level. Just the consumables. Dude, if I could do, if Tires. I could trade that for a, a rad you snowmobile can- thing where it's like super local and I like, I it's the right shit, right? Like mm-hmm. that would be, it's a pretty hard experience to recreate coming from California. Yeah. Or you go to the freaking bayou and do the jet boats. <laughs> fan, like, boats. Uh, fan boats. Fan boats. Fan yeah. boats. Yeah. Jet boat would be cool too. <laughs> I don't even know what that is. But that's, fan, I'm in for a, that too. It's a jet. It's a jet. Yeah. It's even but because uh, like any one of these hobbies, you're spending a pretty good chunk of coin to like get to the level where you're, yeah. you know, I just feel like time. every time you'd be going home to something broken, uh-huh. And it could be, you, yeah. But and it would be most motorsports involved, and it would be pretty shows. frustrating. But I mean, at any level, it's like, you know, that's kind of what you expect, and you're, you know, mm. pretty well versed with. Yeah, but if you're not doing, like, I feel like your take on it, uh, you're th- thinking of all the negative drawbacks without, yes, I think, thinking definitely. of the positives of oh, unlocking I'm these. I'm only awesome thinking about things. the negatives, like, <laughs> yeah. And I understand, hey, hey, like, hey, the hey. wanting to get the good thing when you're right. going somewhere right. because you usually can't rent the good thing. Right. So it's you kind of need to know a friend one. that has an extra one of the good thing right. or has a good thing that they can let you borrow. Now and this they, is not giving... to mention just that. I mean, uh, not to mention the fact that knowing where to go, where yeah, yeah. to take it. And if you got but, a trailer this somewhere, is giving like you all a, these logistics. a friend with the inside right. scoop, yeah, yeah. right? Yeah. I mean, I can, I can see it. It's just like, just like in reality, I think it would be a little bit. And, mm. you know, being, you know, family people, these aren't the type of experiences that, you know, all the whole family is going to get done in on most mm. likely. So, and you end up with like, a broken arm and leg or something. So <laughs> very, you probably want to go yeah. just on that low key kind of uh, like kicker, kicker. Kick back, kicker, bruh. Have Chill a couple sesh. We're just spitballing here, though. You know, maybe maybe some lesser version of that is the right thing for chill sesh. Mm-hmm. Yeah, chill yeah, sesh. Chill sesh. Yeah. yeah. Maybe we could just watch. Maybe we could just sit down and watch. I have an videos. idea. You can like work, make money, then you can go to like a rally school. Boom. Right. Work, rally school is an example rally of school. one of those things where you're not getting the lame thing. No, right? no, that's like, what I'm that's saying. That's like legit. That's like, what I'm saying. Yeah. You can actually yeah. do the good thing. Right. Mm-hmm. Work, make money, rent a dune buggy. Yeah, 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 yeah. 
Yeah. We got to get us into some of that rally school stuff very soon here. Karting school, rally school. Yeah. All the schools. Yeah. 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 School, school. School. I actually go back to school. Just trade it for like some courses at Cabrillo. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Yeah. Hey, want to advertise? Want an advertisement? Podcast is sponsored by Cabrillo Art Department. Yep. schoolies so warren uh i got to drive the cayman last week and i drove i, ch- I chased uh brian down okay in his 330 okay and you got wait, to drive wait, it wait, wait, wait. you're this is a weird way to intro this let story him, yeah. let him go on let, he's let not what is he's going segue, man. i want to yeah. see where he's going with this yeah um but i got a little taste from everyone else on this cayman 718s that we all drove but oh yeah i had no feedback at all from you oh. i had no idea what happened wait before we start this can i mention that the rally will go on sale next week yeah mention because Just i want to let everyone right know yeah. right now the ra- and i knew i was going to forget so yeah Good the job. rally will be on the website, or basically, it'll be available for patrons on fifteenth. Or did we sign earlier? Monday. Monday. So Monday is the thirteenth. It is the fifteenth. Fifteenth. So Monday the fifteenth, the what are we calling it? Sierra Rally will be available for patrons, and then we're going to open up to the public on. What seventeenth, eighteenth? Eh, maybe, maybe a couple more days after that. Yeah. Something so like that. by the end of the week. Yeah. So yeah. Basically. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. Yeah, we'll if see. you want a almost guaranteed spot, you know, if you have something really shitty with no sense of occasion, like a brand new Toyota, <laughs> we're let's not Camry hybrid. We're not. I'm I'm prefacing it right now. Yeah. But uh, basically, being a patron gives you a better shot at being on the rally. And uh, it relieves you of all that stress of trying to sign up really quick when they do go on, uh, when they do become available for, yeah, uh, for usually everyone. We post it. It's like pretty random, like the time yeah. of day. A lot of oh, people dude, have we've a done lot it of like stuff five at night. We've done it. Yeah. And, and yeah. so then people are like kind of caught out. Like mm-hmm. they There's see people it on and vacation. then like 24 hours later, they're like, fuck, I missed it. That happens a lot. Yeah. Yeah. So and, and so pay, if you do the patron thing, then you don't have to worry about Yeah. Release all that stress. Days, yeah. You have a couple of days to sign up. Uh, so if you want to check that, become a patron of the podcast. And you can it also helps us tomorrow. out. You know, gets us all this gear. Um, buys us our beer for these podcasts. You don't want us sober doing these. So I'm, I'm uh, fucking plastered. Go to uh, patreon.com forward slash driving while awesome, and you can sign up there, and then you'll be uh, first in line for the for the rally. By the way, also did um, you know there are obscure perks, but random ones and cool ones. Like I yeah. mean, we had a bunch of rally shirts left over, and Lane posted them up, and it was just for rally part or for Patreon participants. Yep. And up to this point, we've never given any of these shirts. Of- have never been available to anyone except for people that have been on the rally. Yep. But I feel like patrons are, you know, special. There are people. Part of so, the crew. It was really popular too. Everyone yeah. seemed to want something. And I think you shipped out, geez, must have been like 20 shirts, right? Yeah, yeah. More than, more more than, than that, that right? 20, more than 20 shirts. But that's awesome. Probably like 15 packages or 20, you know, 15 to 20 packages. There's and, been some uh, special stickers. And, and there's just like an entire extra podcast every week. Yeah, every week. This, this week's is almost 40 minutes. Um, last week's was 35 minutes. They're always like around that 30, and 35 so, and minutes. The thing I about like them, we're doing a fun drive now. We're getting into NPR territory. Or well, but or, or, we, we kind of are, but yeah, I mean, yeah, it's exactly and the, what it is, but the rally just, I don't think we talked about it, but it is on September 
27th through the 29th. So that's a Friday through Sunday. And, and this it's, is uh, uh, Central Sierras. Um, and the final day, we usually do a half day in, leading into lunch. The final day is maybe the best part of the rally. Ooh. So it's going to be a lot of fun driving up until the very last minute. So, yeah. so then that kind of the last, uh, NorCal rally, which is around the same time of year. I think the last day was up there was my favorite. Actually. I was up there. Yeah. Mm. So anyways, come, a lot of people skip that. Or that's what I was going to say is like, be prepared for a full weekend. Yeah. And central Sierras, we're not going to give you any more than that. So yeah, don't ask. Definitely. Uh, the uh, other thing I wanted to add about Patreon is people have mentioned in the past, you know, like sometimes with these questions, we have to move through 30, 35, right? Like quickly, yep. like the Patreon episode is basically getting in depth <laughs> into a specific question and nerding out on that. So it's, it's an opportunity to hear kind of a little bit more of the dynamic that we have going on and, and get, digging deeper into something like that. So that's what the format is for people that don't know. Um, so it's an opportunity to kind of get into that. And while we're on calendar stuff, August 4th, Sunday, uh, driving along some cars and coffee. We'll have more information as we get closer. Yeah, yeah. but that's but Sunday, August fourth. DWA cars and coffee. It's come actually on. not come called that. It's called DWA Morning Motors. DWA Morning Motors. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> and I think Warren came up it with that. Your idea, though. Warren. Yeah. yeah. So many moons. Ago. He came up with it like five years ago. Someone brought it back and up. Someone brought it back up. I Two days it before my birthday. Alex Jordan, or I don't know. Maybe August fourth. Yeah. I'm August sixth. Oh. Yeah. Happy birthday. Happy birthday, so, all right. 27? Bring out cupcakes or whatever. Yeah. Or, uh, what, 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 says, bring me he's cupcakes. like, bring me stuff. <laughs> what was the, the, the I no, will buy me gifts. a beer. No, buy, just what, give me a gift certificate. What is it that Kevin and his lady brought? Not strudel. What is it? The spotten or Trump stolen, or stolen. stolen? Stolen. That's right. So, Warren, my original take on this going back to the Cayman thing was we were been, we had the tie in was we had been talking about a network of borrowing certain things and cool shit. Yeah, Turo, right? So right. that's so we borrowed yeah. this really cool car from Got Turo. You. So what is the car? Didn't get any expressions. Uh, by the way, DWA twenty five discount code is live again. Oh, so, sweet! So any of our listeners or anyone can really use that. And what does that do? Twenty five dollars off your first rental. So you just do code DWA twenty five on your rental, and you get twenty five bucks off, which could be a really big chunk because that's good. If you're Some renting a truck, like this, yeah, thirty five bucks, right? Bucks a day, totally. So it's yeah. not a percentage; it's just straight twenty five bucks off. And so, cool. you know, Turo can be like the tool to reach, you know, already access cool sports cars, but also if you need a truck or an SUV to shuttle people or, around, or like, just a car, you're going to Disneyland, you need a rental car. Totally, right? they have everything. Yeah, I like uh, the angle that Brian. Did in Hawaii is you get a locals car rather than a rental car and you don't stand out. Blended, yeah. You have the stickers that totally show that you're local. Totally, uh, but yeah. So going back to that though, so we rented a 2017 Cayman S, a 718 Cayman with the four cylinder turbo, and I just mentioned that. Brian and um, and Lane had given me a bit of their feedback, mm -hmm. given that Brian and I drove with them, but yeah. I had not heard anything from you. So I wanted to start yes. with your so impressions I, of the car. I got the car after podcast and we, we podcast late here. So it was like a weekday at 1130 and I ran it up Brian's old road. Oh, sweet. Great um, road for that. Car. Yeah. Fun road. Very good road. And it was, it's, you know, great conditions. The road's really nice and all that. Um, first thing that I, I wasn't even expecting, and it's just like a little thing, but it kind of goes a long way is the adaptive headlights are really oh. aggressive on that car. Oh, interesting. They like turn a ton. So, I mean, it, it's kind of a big deal on a road like that where visibility is kind of everything. Yeah. yeah. Good brights and all that. Um, PDK car, it 
it's just like someone was asking, I think it was, uh, will dusty snowman was asking like, what, what do I think? It's like, it's like more car than you need for most situations. It's, it's funny to think that people want these insanely capable, yeah. like race cars basically, because that car does everything so well for what we do. Mm-hmm. Um, the exhaust note wasn't great, um, but it did a little bit of barking, you know, downshift stuff sounded mm. fine. I a lot of pops and crackles yeah. in sport mode. Yeah, yeah. I wouldn't yeah. say it's like it's the worst exhaust I've ever heard by far, but um, it wasn't its like strong point. But um, I, it was a little jittery, like you were saying with the tires. Mm-hmm. I could see better tires helping it. Yeah. Um, great interior, great driving position. Um, but PDK, it's like full cheater car just you don't have to yeah. do yeah any of the thinking so the cheater thing is really interesting because like literally taking that term cheating yeah i was thinking about a one particular turn that i took on nine and i was in the wrong gear i, I accidentally downshifted yeah. too much and then i'm like oh wait a minute like i want to be over here and it's just it's yeah, but, instantaneous boom, boom. Yeah. yeah like it's so you you know, it's know. so easy and right it matches revs on downshift it's so and easy like when you're normally you're like oh fuck i'm with the wrong gear there's this whole process yeah. right and it's you're kind of like i'm just gonna stick it out and forth <laughs> yeah and exactly. like, ah. but yeah like it's it's so so easy yeah and i i drove on that road which you guys know i'm not gonna name it and then another mountain road uh, that parallels that into scott's valley and during the day but i never got out of third gear i never had to yeah. So for the roads that I would drive 75, 80% of the time, it's like have fun on that car is already, it's like our first episode ever is like jet is too fast. You know, it's right. these transmissions, not quite right. So it kind of gets back to the sharkified thing that our buddy croc GT4 has done and, and change the gear ratios. It's a manual transmission car. It's got better rubber, better brakes, all that stuff. I mean, that he has a Cayman GT4 Cayman GT4. Yeah. So I could see that you're like dialing all those things in for your, that like perfect for your environment environment. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, no, for sure. Your and I think space. like, you know, it, it's so obvious like, and, and, but I just love using their hashtag, like the PDK Rexit thing that the Sharkworks guys yeah. came up with. It's so good, you know, know. like, and it, it really is the, it's a fact, you know, yep. but like kind of playing devil's like advocate. So I was in LA this past weekend and I was hanging out with, um, with Paul, um, auto kennel. And, uh, and so his perspective is totally different. And like, it's very interesting also to talk to someone who's like all about analog cars. He drives on all the fucking rallies. He's got like this 911 that's all tech, you know, that's prepped for this kind of stuff. And he, he's driven probably more rallies than most people. Yeah. And he's tracked and he's raced and, you know, he's very experienced and he is all about the analog driving experience. But he says that for his customers, you know, he runs a consignment like, you know, dealership and uh, that he a lot of the times will recommend a PDK car for people in L.A. And, sure. I, and that makes sense, you know, and it's like I, I totally understand, like because yeah. you're sitting in traffic 90 percent of the time and like to get across to where you need to go is fucking miserable, you yep. know, so like yeah, it's an hour drive yeah. in gnarly traffic yeah. and it should be a 15 minute. Drive. Right. And even then, like, let's say they're going out to the canyons once a month or something like for the rest of the time, it doesn't matter matter you know so like it's it's a bummer but it, you have to compromise like somewhere it's, right it's these like use cases or or whatever you're you're building the car for what you're doing it with it and if you were buying that came into commute with which by the way you could totally do that that could be a thing oh, sure yeah and i'm sure plenty of people do it um i would see the pdk coming in handy a lot but when i had that in automatic like not shifting and just driving it it is so 
regressively shifting up, you know, you're in like fourth gear at 25 miles an oh, hour. Yeah, I know. It's like, it, it definitely, I wanted to have in paddle in you have paddle to. mode. You almost all the have time. to, right? Yeah. Um, it was kind of comical. So that's I was interesting. Trying to use it all. <clears throat> I didn't even mess with the paddles. Well, but you were really? driving it hard. You were driving on back roads and stuff. Yeah. Well, I did, I did both. So I got a, a, a perfect, it was a short, bit of time but a perfect taste because i got to drive half of it on my normal commute um and just kind of like get a feel for like what it would be like to live with this car on a daily basis um and in that case you know i'm just cruising and i i didn't need the paddles because i'm not actually driving aggressively you know and i was just switching in between sport and non-sport mode um and I think that made a big difference. I don't know if you were messing with that button. Oh, I was. I was. The whole time. And, that's where and I was it was in my still aggressively shifting up. Yeah. You know, I didn't even notice that. But yeah, um, but yeah anyways, and then on, on the second half I'm of it. I'm just saying I, I had it in drive. It was keeping you at low RPMs. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's, I, I did, for some reason that, that escaped me. I didn't so, like, notice. I found myself, I drove around town a lot because I drove to, like, Scott's Valley. Yeah. You know, I did a lot of yeah. a town. I, I just kind of drove it around town as, like, my, my driver. And... I wanted to have fun with the car and that means kind of like just kind of going first to second and doing that kind yeah. of thing and in drive it felt like driving my wife's Subaru or something it you know really, any other yeah. car with an automatic exactly. but I wanted yeah. to have it like where I kind of revved it out and had the noise yeah, yeah. and it, dude okay I, I'm gonna, but no it, it fucking it barks dude and like and it pops and gurgles does all that that stuff you know they feed more gas in it so D, on diesel it's like pop 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 mm-hmm. um the like going into that thing not knowing all the feedback I'm like oh this thing sounds rad it sounds really cool yeah and everyone in the and we've had i mean I, most of the automotive journalist world has said that this is like the worst sounding motor ever and and uh, i think so they're, i i just yeah i mean go ahead i think they're comparing it to the they're going they're going to the flat six and they're like disappointed it's not the flat six dude i think it sounds terrible oh really yeah interesting yeah. i mean i was I the was motor or the it. exhaust uh the motor it's like clacking in a weird way and hmm. it just didn't it just didn't sound put together or fun really to me like hmm. i i was driving i had the good taste of like a regular commute yeah. and you know it's like kind of you do a little pass here and there and i wasn't driving very aggressively but i was just driving normally uh and then uh you know it certainly you start to trail off and how much you care and pay attention when you start driving really aggressively on the back roads um so i, I just noticed less in that case but in general it was like you know started up and drive around with it and i i you know if you're not foot in it uh, uh it wasn't great then it was like kind of clattering around and it just didn't you know it for such a special chassis and, and yeah. configuration you know it, it, it i i definitely noticed that it was lackluster so in did they area. they stop making this is that what no, doing? no 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 just the gt4 is just the GT4. right right yeah. but so it, they're gonna continue it feels with like yeah, yeah. it feels like yeah. it was like some basic stuff that they could have changed like it was like clattering in a weird way that i it didn't feel like yeah, i don't know when motor, just on idle direct just driving not like, not on idle like dry just driving around like normally are you talking about the clut the the clutch engagement chatter no, no you're talking about the valve train right yeah 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 it is and i mentioned it too i feel like it is but it is kind of a flat engine sound. dude i mean it sounds I like a 914 or or 911 well, really uh, no this no it definitely doesn't well no it definitely has that sound those you're cars about that, those that cars have that, that little element of it 
even a there's more of a growl though and with it even has, missing it's gir- yeah it's a kind of a gurgly kind of thing yeah like I don't nine, know. 914 included like yeah. i know you know i was in your 914 yeah. enough yeah. to like, and like so, i know the type four i'm kind of middle ground on this like i feel like just lugging it around town it's not good but it doesn't bother me it's just like what I'm it is you. it's the engine characteristic of that type of engine Dude. but when you're in it though like i was super impressed like how much of an how much induction noise you get for a turbo motor and mm-hmm. it sounds pretty good and you, and if you lower the windows you get a ton of turbo yeah, spool was, too dude, like in sport mode with the like windows down like just going first gear to red line and just kind of revving it like flying around town it sounded i thought it sounded pretty rad and <laughs> it was like i don't know i just and the motor i i i hear i remember hearing something like that that motor fucking revs super smooth dude it's so like it goes to like red line. It's as smooth a red line as it is at 4,000 RPM or 3,000 RPM. Like it, it, it's almost like you have to like pay attention to the tack, which my biggest complaint is probably that the, the red line is so hard to see on that car. It's these gray dials with these two tiny slivers of red. Like it's not like a big red bar. Right. And it's almost, and it, it revs a 7,200 dude, like super smooth. The, my biggest complaints about the motor would be that it, doesn't have a lot of character it's almost like sewing machine like and how smooth and linear it is it's just like it's like it's almost like driving an electric car at that point that it's just kind of like bah, bah, bah. cheat mode yeah it's cheat mode it's just like because like you, you got power everywhere. it never feels like it's trying yeah. and at low rpm yeah you feel a little bit of tur- you know like it needs to you know it's only a two five four and it needs those turbos to kick in yep but i i don't know i just didn't have any like look like trying to go in it blind I was like, I felt like I was addicted to like making it like loud and like kind of playing with the throttle. So that's the main thing I think is because you were messing with that and I, and you were holding the gear and revving it out, which is a good thing. Like that's where it sounds best. But if you're just letting it be like in, in like what Warren's saying too, like it just wants to shift and just keep you in economy mode. And it's like, and it's just like, yeah, yeah, you're yeah, just kind of yeah. getting, it, it's not great. Right. No, but yeah. I mean, it, but that's, but, and we should also that? touch yeah. on like how big of a, piece of the puzzle this is like for me like i definitely took notice of you know like it wasn't a great sound but i mean the overall theme here is that it's a fucking amazing car like it does everything so good and the chassis is really what that thing's all about it's like so yes you know we've spent a good amount of time here uh minutes wise talking about the sound but really it's the most it's the only controversial part of that car yeah Yeah. right like every part of that car is like the uh strut towers that fall apart but no that's not or i mean i haven't heard about it on these because i don't think they have the aluminum right it's only on the gt models I think. Oh. I don't know if these have... I don't, I don't know, know. But I haven't I heard about it on these yeah. at all. But yeah. it's like the only controversial part about this car. Like, you can't fault... I don't... It'd be hard to fault that chassis or like yeah. the dynamics or the interior. Like or it's aesthetics. A, it's like a real... Yeah. And it's a beautiful yeah. performance. Yeah. But so I did want to mention though that you were talking about how it felt as you were driving. You felt like it was... It felt kind of big for you. Well, yeah. So, and me, like, so my impressions like getting in. So uh, I got the commute. I got the hard driving and uh, basically a great car. But uh, immediately getting in, it kind of... Like, it's just this, and it's, I think it's kind of unreasonable, but my first thought is just like, why is it so big? Like, you know, when I look at these cars from the outside, they yeah. they seem kind of small relative to others. It's only two seats. I think it's visibility for you. You, you, yeah. you want to be, he hates high. being low in a yeah, car. You're really low in that thing. Yeah. 
and that I don't that I don't think that, I don't think that's of, I don't think that's it. I don't think that's so. It. Here's the thing for me no, is that well, like just let me complete yeah, the for, thought yeah, at least. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's like you know when when I'm looking at it from the outside, it seems visually small. I get in and there's just a lot of real estate. The dash is kind of deep, actually. Dash is deep, and it's like it's only two seats, like. I would if I'm gonna take up all this room, you know, with all this extra stuff around me, like give me a 911 because I get the rear seats, right? And well, it's exactly the same as a 911. That's There's no was, difference. That's what I was gonna say. So I mean, maybe so, that's that's what I'm leading to. And it's to me, it's like I immediately, if I'm gonna make the compromises of having a mid-engine car that's all about handling, like just Lotus Elise, like sticks in my head is like the bar to reach, right? And it's like, get back to the 914 style where yeah. it's bare minimum and it really is all about the driving experience. And you have, I, I just, I, I immediately, this was right when getting in and like initial impressions, like I was just hoping for a smaller car that was like up higher on that range of like straight enthusiast only. And, um, you know, like I started Lane, I see you shaking your head. Like, I think it's unreasonable. It is a great package, you know, size wise. Oh, I'm just the other things. Yeah, I'm yeah. sure it's fine. I'm just shaking but, my head. Cause like, they're just not going to do that. It's like, you know, that's not their, that's for Lotus to do. I yeah, exactly. Or they'll make like, a one-off spider. Like, I, wi- no I, I wish as much more as much or more than not you differentiated enough. I wish opinion. exactly, dude, I'm driving that thing. And I was like, I'd rather have a 911. You yeah. know, I'd rather have like that place, put my bag in the back seat. Right. And I'd rather have that opportunity to put two people, people yeah. if I need to in totally. the back seat. Better like, visibility. There's all that stuff. I'd yeah. rather be able to put the seat back a little further. Like right. I put it all as far as, back as it can go how about yeah. you might want to look at the motor once i might want to but even <laughs> yeah. the 911 it's not much to look at right but like <laughs> um yeah but yeah there's a lot of that stuff where it, it like definitely and the and cabin to size of the car the cabin's like three-fourths the size of my 944 or smaller than that dude it's like it feels kind of tight and like i put the seat all the way back and i wanted it to go a little further back mm-hmm. and i'm only six feet tall uh it's just like a little cramp, that big center console up high, you know, it's like, yeah. And the, yeah, the dash and is kind of like, it's all like pretty imposing and the in dash area. You're it's right. Very airy. The dash is like two it's feet long deep. or yeah. whatever. And like I it's want, got these runners that almost accentuate yeah. it that are like the vent and extensions. I mean, the and the reality, the, way up the reality and those vents are kind of cool though. Cause they spit air out of those top things too. Like yeah. really good. Like, and by the way, that thing had 40,000 miles on it, not a creak or rattle. It was so Probably solid, pretty dude. hard mileage. Like it was right. so solid. It like was I was, tough, I, yeah. I just, cause I was like, oh, how many? You know, I was noticed that how like perfect it was, kind of. And then I looked down, I'm like, wow, it has forty thousand miles on and it. This, this is, is crazy. this is a rent uh, a, a Turo a, rental a, car. Turo renter that dedicated. That yeah, yeah. Lists the zero to sixty times yeah. on all of his cars. So <laughs> car and driver says three six in this thing. Dang. Yeah. And and it, that's uh, so. Before I get into performance, which is kind of a tie-in here, um, you talk about the size. Um, I didn't get to drive it on really bumpy roads and the back road that we drove on was pretty bumpy. Like, what was your impression on bumpy roads? Yeah. I mean, I think right when I got out, like what I, what I was saying is that the chassis just felt insane. Like it was handling everything I could, you know, toss it wherever I wanted. And, you know, I, I didn't, it didn't feel like it was crashing really. Uh, you know, the suspension was working well. Like I basically didn't have to think about it. So what the funny thing is I was behind you in your E46 330i sport yeah. and I felt all that shit. I was like jostling right? around. Yeah. It's like, dude, it's when, totally I, different. when I got, it was so dramatic. I got out, we chatted for a little bit. I gave you like some initial thoughts. Oh, and you went back and I went back up that road Yeah. and my 330 felt like such a 
a fucking pig. <laughs> like yeah. the way that thing rolls in the corners, which is yeah. something I feel every day. And yeah, like, yeah. I've been lusting over putting these sway bars on. And it was a, it was already a thing in my head, but the dramatic shift from jumping in that tight car to my rolling three thirty was like such, crazy. It's such like a hero car. It's just like, you, like cheater. it's such a cheater. Like yeah. you could do such stupid shit in it. And I'd also notice, like I drove the bottom half of how, highway nine, which is like super tight and technical. And I got a couple good runs, you know, that I kind of held back and like did some runs up. Of course, it's the one time I see two cops on that oh, road. No. Yeah. You know, like, and yeah. I'm like, dude, that car is like, I hold I could back. Be going very fast. Yeah. You can go so, like, at one point, I was going down this hill by the graveyard and it's down that hill and yeah. it's kind of like, it's a little awkward because you're downhill yeah. and you're going it's through like, these turns. Like and I look area. down and it's like, yeah. like speeds that, like, in my 944, I would be like, Full rally, crazy booking it, oh, and yeah. that thing and I'm just you don't like have the brakes. That to get thing out I'm just of doing it. a run up, like know, oh, I'm just right. gonna do like a little gas and like the downshift. Which sucks. I was the I exact same. Be at those speeds. I will that say, gets back. Go for. Well, it. I was just gonna say it's, it's a very nimble car too. Oh, it's so yeah, so, it's super nimble. But and getting back to Brian's point, like I do, it did feel. I mean, it was perfect on those tight roads, but did feel wide in the lane, like on Highway Nine, and like yeah. you wish they would make a nine fourteen. With a four cylinder, they could use right, that four cylinder. Motor, yeah, just make it like, like, like whatever. Just lotus, lotusify it. Yeah, lotusify it, but yeah. make it easy to get in and out of. Because that's the thing I hate about the Lotus is like not right. a practical car. Right. Like I still want a car that's like drivable and get in and outable. <laughs> um, yeah. But and that's possible because the nine fourteen is like super roomy. It's actually. A bigger cockpit than that came. But they're pretty low and hard to get in and out of, aren't they? Low doesn't make a car hard to get in out of, in my opinion. Is it the sill more? It's the sill. It's the sill to to the head ratio. When you have a target, how do you get your body in there? Some cars are hard to get. I mean, you kind of roll out of them. Yeah, you. But the Lotus is on a different spectrum. I would say. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. It's just. I. I don't know. Yeah. It. I, I just. I. I. I can't fathom like I feel like I would get arrested in that car <laughs> and the PDK I think we have to talk about that a little more because I think the PD the PDK to me it's like an awesome transmission dude the thing is like all that paddles and all that stuff it just takes away a lot of that sense of occasion it's yep. the experience like, and, and it made about. me want to put it you know I was putting it in the manual mode and stuff and then picking up like my 944 from Warren's house or, you know, actually driving to Warren's house to pick up that thing. It was like the 944 was like more fun to run around town in and stuff because this thing was just, it's just too easy. I just thought this a devil's advocate on the back road, just like Warren had said, he never got out a third. Uh, If you had a manual in that car and you're hustling it on the back road, it's possible that you would also probably not need to get out of there you wouldn't yeah, yeah. And so but, it's like but know. that's not that's not what it's about it's all about well, that's kind of why i'm bringing it up to highlight the fact yeah. that it's not really for the aggressive driving part it's for all the other driving yeah yeah hmm. where you're which you're it's ro- no in the chance to row through the that's kind of what i'm saying it's yeah. like it's about like it's about driving from here to the coffee shop right and Which is all, 90%. And that's 90% of yeah. your driving, right? And then it's also about that kind of stuff. It's like rather than like having to like get that perfect downshift and stuff, you just it does it all for you so well. So quick. And it's such a, it's just cheater mode, you know? So and, quick. and it's, it's really good. It's just, 
it's just kind of like what it always comes back to, at least with me and why DWA was like, you know, I think part of our kind of, I would say ethos on our ethos is kind of like making it like having more fun and not worrying about how fast Perform- it is yeah, or, totally. or all that stuff. Totally. It's just because if totally. you talk about this on the back road, like <clears throat> that car is going so fast, everything's happening so quickly. You're going from turn to turn so quickly that uh you almost just don't have time to keep up shifting and braking no. and doing all that it might be just more cumbersome with uh, a manual with a manual just i don't be, like well and maybe the logic's a little bit weird but i think you're actually more engaged in 944 you have more yeah. t- literal time in between yeah, yeah. uh the one turn exit to the next turn entry yeah and uh you, the shifting can happen during that time yeah but in this car it's so capable you're carrying so much speed through the turn and so much speed on the straights that uh you know all of that is just compressed and it's like but i've driven 997 gt3s with manuals and yeah stuff It'll be, like that like yeah. faster cars you, you know, like, it the does road, move right? pretty but fast. It right? does, like, but it also goes by. In a but snap. all that stuff makes it so much more fun and engaging, right? It's yeah. like that's what I'm getting back to. It's not. It's not about because this isn't about lap time on your favorite road. It's about how much fun you have. You know, that's like why we go on on our little drives. It's not to be the fastest from here to Alice's Cafe. It's to have the most fun. Yeah, and uh, that's what it all goes back to with me. And then it's also that this thing has every traction control device available to man, and it almost feels like you can't do anything wrong with it, which is awesome because they've they've made this like amazing car, dude. Like it's killer. Like driving Danny George and I were talking about it. He was here like the last few days. Driving his Z06, which is <laughs> probably about the same speed as this car, mm. like performance, like zero to sixty, all this stuff. Maybe a little slower actually. But his car felt so freaking hairy and all that stuff, which is cool. But his car was like unprecise and kind of shitty, you know. And uh, this this thing just felt like I'm a hero. I can do whatever I want, and there's no consequences. And it's like you want to be able to go around a turn and kind of like, I mean, at least me, I want to be going three quarters of the speed and be like. On the kind of, on, on the, the edge. kind of edge yeah. and kind of getting the rear end to come around a little bit and the tight stuff and kind of just knowing it's there and knowing everything's kind of like I have to be mm. and yeah. that's why I, I as far as like modern sports cars go I think the the 996 GT3 is like my holy grail and kind of like my like limit my, probably my kind of like top it's mm. where it's where analog to go down, ends yeah. and then it goes because that thing has no traction control it has abs you, i i think abs is a good thing but and, and good abs yeah. but, uh it has no traction control it's a naturally aspirated six cylinder like revs like crazy and that thing you have to like respect it i don't and, feel like that and came and you that's a manual and it's a manual <laughs> and this came and you don't have to respect shit dude. right you can it's total yeah, i know the cheater mode keeps popping up but i think also with cars like this is like for me i i think we we already kind of highlighted this specific aspect is that for the types of roads that we drive on it's too fast like the, it, we don't need this much performance at least the way that we like to drive like i mean it, it's it's it literally is just it's it's dangerous it's you know like trouble, yeah. and it's getting in trouble and i mean it's it gets to a point where it's like okay i'm going this crazy fast yeah. speed 
I don't care to be going. It's it's not. Yeah. It, it, we're 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 going for something else here. Well, you know, it's, it's, it's the only way that you can have a lot of fun with that car is if you push it. Yeah. yeah. Right. And pushing it means and you have to be so, so you tailor it to the road, right? So that's what. I, so you get to a certain place where it's like we've talked about tracks, right? So it's like this car belongs on a track, right? For and, sure. Or super wide open Los Angeles Crest stuff, you know. And where, by the way, this is yeah. one of the slower cars Porsche makes. That's what's crazy, right? That's what like I'm a, saying. Yeah, yeah. It's hard to imagine getting that car and being like, well, you know, I really need the 911 turbo. I yeah. think that's what I need. <laughs> it's like, yeah. It's a totally different thing. I mean, like I, I, I'm right there with you guys. I oh, mean, that's my biggest. So you catch up to traffic really quick, especially, you know, these back roads yeah, and stuff. Yeah. When you're behind a car in this, you know, going, I don't even know if I, it's hard to sense like if they are going ultra slow or whatever. It feels like they're going. I slow. felt so bored. I, I felt know. like, three times more bored behind a car going a normal speed than I would in like an E30 or yeah, uh, yeah. my 944. You know what I'm saying? Like, or, douche or even like a 80s 911 or whatever. It yeah. just felt like you, you all, because you want to be able to go, you need to have fun. You have to be going X, you know, yeah. speed. Yeah. 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 yeah this is interesting because it's all, it's this conversation that's kind of helping solidify what I like about driving actually and why I don't care so much about the manual shifting thing because I think it's it's uh, you pretty much said the line exactly lane it was like being at that slightly you know touching the edge of adhesion and the rag you know just being around that ragged edge of the chassis like I feel like the reason why I don't really care about the shifting piece of it is because what I really care about is under like getting the feel for the chassis going around the turns and like feeling that limit and being able to play the game of like trying to place the car in the right spot at the right time. And it's all about like the weight transfer and how you're timing that with the brakes and in the turns and, and like, the shifting and feeling the, the grip of the tires yeah. for me, like the shifting is, uh, not that, not as important as the things I'm describing right now. And, uh, well, I feel like the, like if you, you, cause usually you're going into a tight turn and you want to downshift, you want to match your revs and it's all about getting that smooth. If you don't, you fuck well, up. You're well, going to, no, I mean, the argument would be against that, that it's like, well, the automatic transmission is, 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 is doing it smoothly for well, me. Well, that's so what I I'm can, saying. So I can focus on uh, the chassis only, and the yeah. tires and so you're getting, only into and one thing in the turns. rather than like all the things. No, I mean, if I listed it out, it would be like 20 different components. So it's everything but that. Turn. Yeah. Like everything else is more uh, important to you from a driving experience it sounds like I, I, I yeah I think so and hmm. I mean I definitely yeah. understand and enjoy um, manual transmission and you know like uh, to me it adds more points of engagement which is just more things to master which is like what we're doing you know it's like we're enjoying like yeah. mastering a skill um, and so I get that but uh, for me it's definitely not like at the very top of what I'm concerned mm. about. And for this car, it was, I was actually kind of excited. You know, I had driven the, uh, the DSG Jetta diesel for a long time on the great roads that we were commuting on lane. Um, and you start to get a feel for how you work with that transmission and when it'll down, like what you need to do to make it downshift and all of this. And, you know, and then accelerating out, like when you have to 
press on the gas to get the turbo to spool up and then the shifting and all that. Um, and I was excited to see uh, the Porsche version of that, like, you know, way more, way more modern and like, you know, obviously sports car focused. Um, and really it just kind of like it faded to the background. It just did its job. And, you know, in, in the heat of like, you know, some good turns, it just, it just worked. And I was then left to focus on, this is, you know, a fairly big car and, you know, it's going really fast and yeah. the suspension is handling everything very well, but it's also very stiff. And I got to like, kind of like look out for these different variations in the turn. And, um, so I felt, fo- I was able to focus on all those elements instead. But I guess that gets me back to the, like, my point is that. Well, no, I think all... everybody has their own no, version but I know. of this, right? But that's like, all, there's and no that's right all good. Answer. But the, the thing is that on the ragged edge that car can be almost as much fun and more capable i would say you know to mo- in most hands but usually you're not driving at that ragged edge and i want to have fun at s- five all, tenths all the time, man. That's and i want to have ton at, that's what you i want to have ton at six tenths yeah because dude how how it's an often- argument against that car basically because it, yeah <laughs> that if that's the piece that i enjoy yeah. personally then to get to that point with that car it's is just crazy and to it's to totally you need to go yeah. on a racetrack right because yeah. that's the whole thing it's like uh, how many times did i get even a clear run in my 944 with 143 horsepower it's like i'm still catching up to every car on the road and like you know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, absolutely. And it's like, yeah. but I want to have fun. Like, and the ragged edge of your 944 is a way lower. Is speed. way yeah. lower, and I want to have, and I also want to have fun when I'm not on the ragged edge. Like, I want to have fun at six tenths, and I feel like with that transmission, it takes away a lot of that involvement. And yeah, you're right. At ten tenths, you don't maybe don't you don't need that involvement because you want to you want to concentrate on all that stuff. stuff There's so much on. other stuff, yeah, and it's coming so fast. But I think at seven tenths, you know, you want to have that involvement. It's you want to be able to ninety percent of the time where you're at six or seven tenths. Yeah, it is where it really pays that's, off. To have yeah, the that's, manual. That's my thinking. It's just and and I'll just so one more note on this. Uh, this ragged edge conversation is that that I think that is where you see the difference between like the Porsches and the BMWs from maybe the regular Corollas or whatever. It's like being able to have the suspension geometry and and quality that, you know, it allows you to get a better feel in those moments and being able to direct it rather than having the tires squish out and all Mm. that stuff. Like, that is why we need those components. It's because it's setting everything up so that you get a lot of feel and engagement with the chassis in in those turns, and you can actually play that game of placing it. You're not let down by brakes that are fading uh-huh. and are completely unpredictable at that point, or or yeah. uh, tires that are squishing out and or just like you know sliding. Well, I mean, tires that. Uh, that applies to tires too, right? I mean, that yeah. that is the thing. Is like yeah. you talk about. You know, for most, for 90% of the population, that Toyo Proxies 4 is going to be perfectly fine for everything they're doing. But if you want to be driving it at this level or whatever in this type of situation, I mean, you're, it's 
it's best to have something that is performance right. oriented and it's built for that. Although admittedly slicks and you know, you've driven on something like that. Those when they're at the extreme limit can give instantly, right? Cause you get to a certain point where it just totally drops off. But for a high performance summer street radial versus like, you know, um, all season or something, that's kind of what I'm thinking of, but that's kind of getting into more arcane shit. But, um, but I totally understand what you're saying for sure. Oh, and then getting back to your size thing, that's definitely a car. Like if you're not, cutting over into the oncoming lane which only art does um <laughs> you like there's no playing within your lane right. because the car's yeah, so big right. so like in the 944 i can play within my own lane like at, at 510s behind a car i can kind of play so you know, like, you kind of just do some line you, stuff, you can kind yeah. of just play on work in the line and be like yeah. oh i'm gonna take it you know i'm gonna do a late apex here and whatever right. and like that gets you thinking like how fun with a classic mini Cooper be or something like right. that. Right. Where yeah, you, you, you could so drive and they're kind of slow and so little, you get, you're yeah. flat. So the whole you time, could be yeah. like, yeah, at what, you know, at, at really low speeds, you can have so much fun in your lane. You can treat it like a, <laughs> like in one lane, you can treat it yeah. like a racetrack. Yeah. Right. You can be like, cause two, it's like two, two widths, you know, two cars wide. So you have all this room to play. Like, and this thing definitely did not have that. It was kind of like, Oh, right. you got to stay in one option. This yeah. lane is really narrow here. Like right. I gotta, you know, mm, and you yeah. don't really have that. Like even driving the 944 and 944 is not like a super small car, but, um, you, there's definitely more playing in the lane than, than with yeah. this car. Um, and that's their slower car. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. like second. Well, you can go, those, you can go non ass, but yeah, I mean, <laughs> right. Those but tires yeah. suck, by the way. We they, have to say, yeah, Oh, I was very impressed though with Porsche because that, those tires, I they would just slide out and Porsche let you do that. Like, yeah, I was yeah, totally they, surprised. Like, at first, my first reaction is, oh God, these tires are really terrible. And then, you know, moments later, it's like, oh shit, well, this car is letting me slide around a bit. And it was like, you know, it, it did it very progressively. Yeah. It felt like that was dialed. They do a great job of not like not kicking in too early, like yeah. letting you slide yeah. and kind of that feel like a hero a little yeah. bit, you know, Yeah. without, I'll, without like hitting the brakes and mm, killing throttle. Not and as all intrusive that stuff. As yeah. I, I think on some of the roads that we do on the coastal range rally, like the wide open, big paved, like with plenty of room, mm. big sweepers. Like be fun. I think, I think I might have a different impression about how unreasonably fast it is because, you know, like our back roads are pretty tight and twisty and, 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 you know, a little hairy by most people's standards and, you know, rough and all that. Uh, so it's probably not really the ideal environment for this car, but the big sweepers, I could see it being like really and, in, it, in its uh, home. And the other argument is that the, the brakes are way better and the, the, chassis is that much better so going that much faster is maybe on par with Safety you know wise. if you're going 100 it's on par with going 60 yeah. or whatever you know i don't know what the numbers are but yeah yeah so the exact opposite of this whole thing <laughs> slow car fast uh oh you drove one so yeah i was oh, in yeah. la i Dude, was in la over the weekend so jealous. Oh, i thought you were talking about my car i'm like Geez. oh yeah well <laughs> what, maybe? oh i thought you 30 which i've been no, feverishly looking for mercedes um, that you borrowed that's oh no uh by the way yeah let's talk let's touch on the mercedes i did drive mercedes oh, yeah uh, not my style uh i it was very windy very oh, very foggy yeah, 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 yeah. uh very damp and um, so I had a little shindig at my house on 4th of July and a bunch of people over. They all threw beer on your car. And no, Mike That's Musto. Like. 
Like, so Mike must have walked into the house. The first thing he says is, dude, it must be like gusting like 35 or 40 miles an hour there out there. And it was that gnarly. Yeah. Like, I mean, it was like super strong gusts and like all of the trees get super damp and they're eucalyptus. So all that shit fell all over Warren's car, Aww. which was parked in front of my garage, not under this the trees. How, this is how Art returned my car. Like, um, it, the it was, oh, no, it was so gnarly. You touch it and it was just doesn't like, do it justice. <gasps> So it looks like someone like threw um, like, soda, <laughs> like soda. Like look at the windows. But look at the angle. Like, look at the angle of the drips. See how like it just, yeah, yeah. it's just yeah. Like, like if you water. have a dish like this, this is the one that <laughs> you, you let soak. This one soaks for like a, a night. So away. I apologize, Warren. I was super like super busy that morning. That's I like right. ran down here and didn't had to take the car back and then flew out to LA. So normally I would wash the fucking thing. Sorry about it. It wasn't even a big deal because yeah. the car was so dirty to start. It was dirty. Yeah. But it wasn't like <laughs> filthy. Like yeah. Like a exploded like soda all over it. That's dirty. the shitty thing about living right up against the forest in Dude, San Francisco. That's so it's like crazy. Yeah, because I know that um, it's kind of like an oil. It's like an oily things. thing. Yeah, yeah. And then there's a little trim piece on my dash. It was broken. I don't know trim piece. Who was messing with my? Did you have other people in the car? No. Oh well, I mean, I did, but not messing with your dashboard. I don't know. Yeah. Where on your dash? We drove the uh, center speaker. Oh, I noticed that on the le- on the left. Yeah. There's that broken part. No one fucked. With well, that. there was a little hairline crack that I tried to glue. Oh, but there's like a later, broken piece. It was broken off. So I was going to uh, ask you about uh, that. So Rick yeah. was at, at our house and he brought his, his lady over and we, he drove because he was sober, straight edge life, and all of us were hammered. So we piled into the back. Oh, and here we go. Passenger. <laughs> and that was it. And we just you got a hear of an Uber. So we got, yeah, we, Rick drove us to the fireworks. Did you take the car seat out? I, I moved it to the back and oh, then I put it back. Jesus, How I good wondered. did I do it? No. Not that good. It was super fucking loose. Damn I'm it. Like, Dude, I put Andrew in it and then I noticed oh later. Oh my gosh. This after is the story. second time I put him in it, I'm like, why is the seat so loose? <laughs> I did my best in a rush outside you of Lane's house. It, like, hey, yes. Yeah. I thought it was pretty you did snug. Your best. No, it was not snug. You need to show me your skills because I thought it was pretty. Well, snug. it's like one of my least favorite activities. <laughs> it's I'll put my that least, in there. It's my least favorite activity you too. Just and I had to do a heads up, like, hey. down, and you put all your weight on it. And you yeah, I literally sucks. did it out in front of Blaine's house, like before going to the airport. If so do, sorry about all that. Quick, okay. yeah. uh, but flew to LA and Party did some bus. family shit, and then I uh, met up with uh, Paul Auto Kennel. I do at, love that you went to LA for a family trip. Yeah, still took an entire day. It worked out great. It worked out great because. Incredible. It was all pre-planned. Uh, ladies were doing their own thing. Pre-planned cars and coffee. And I uh, had Sunday to myself. Yeah. So, um, oh, so I hit up people ahead of going down there and said, mm-hmm. hey, I, I casted a wide net. What's going on? What's going on? LA, LA, LA. And Paul Auto Kennel hit me up and he's like, mm-hmm. hey. Uh, His name's Paul Kramer. Paul Kramer. Paul Auto Kennel. Um, the, uh, what do we Dude, call it? The, the reincarnation of Trankus uh, yeah. happened. So I got invited to that with him. Uh, undisclosed location, super hyper secret facility. Uh, but um, yeah, and uh, it was it was pretty rad. I mean, it looked um, great. Plenty cars. of fancy 60s Ferraris and all sorts of cool shit. Yeah. Uh, there was a really cool car that I, I, I was telling Paul that for sure was going to be Lane's favorite. Uh, totally patinaed out, 914.6, a real one, but it had an S spec motor in it. Ooh. And like it was a green car, black interior and uh and i guess uh paul encountered the guy coming like northbound from la and uh and they had like he called it the uh, highway one grand prix so he had a little a fun little drive and and he was driving in a car that he's selling right now it's um i think a 73 it's 72 or 73 2002 uh same similar spec to my motor that i had high compression motor you know cam and everything but it his is efi so they got the uh, i saw this car on bring a trailer no way next day no wait a minute Really? Not bring a trailer. What I mean to say is Paul's 
morning email. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. So I saw this one and I was like, I, I don't, you know, I, I, I glance at most of those, but this, I, very few I click on. I clicked on this one. By the way, you should glance at them. You should read them because they're No, I love they're Paul's great. emails. They are the best. You yeah. Definitely, if you're a you listener for this podcast, to Otto you Kennel. should subscribe to his things. Yeah. You know, I most of the time I just, I'm not sitting down to read I that gotcha. sort of thing. But, you don't uh, click on the every, picture link. Every Yeah, and this one I clicked on the picture link and everything because it looks like such a great build. And then I was super stoked to see that you draw it like the next day. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, I mean, it's got... It, the, Sleeper 2002 got everything. Totally. They yeah. factory wheel, steel wheels for yeah, this car. Yeah, yeah. Definitely with CN36s on there. Yeah. And so, Anyways, go ahead. But I'm I mean, minty, beautiful, you know, really nice kind of sleeper hot rod build, right? Like, as you said, it looks super low key, um, but everything, literally every single component has been touched on this car or replaced, but it's all with improved components and it's the, or the, stock, like, functional shit, like the AC. fuel injection was... Uh, uh, from a 3.8 BMW 3.18. Yeah. So it all has like factory BMW stampings and everything yeah. looks correct. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So it looks like, like an M10 out of a 3.18i. Yeah. yeah. But yeah. it's 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 got about 150 horsepower and about the same amount of torque. So My, is that Motronic or what is that? I don't know if it's I don't know what's I, going on there. I don't remember yeah. reading that. Uh, but um, so the that car though it you know it, it it was it held its own in 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 a in a freaking you know in a cars and coffee full of very valuable cars. You know there Tim Pappas was there in his. 73 RS, a real one, white with red letters. Uh, Bruce Meyer came out and like brought his like like 911 S that was super dialed that he built like you know did this full hot rod build on and basically full on like LA car royalty were there like all of the big wigs were there and um, so it was it was rad to hang out and like um, I. I think it's an interesting kind of thing that they've got going on because they're trying to keep it low key within a certain kind of group and it is word of mouth. And so naturally this is the fight club effect, right? Everyone like little by little people will start telling people and it's going to grow. Um, they're trying to mitigate that by keeping it kind of tight and stuff. But I mean, it's going to happen though. I mean, but at the same time, I understand why they're doing it. And like, in a way it is elitist, but that's okay. I think like it's not snobby though, or douchey, you know what I mean? like everybody there is super cool very approachable and like everyone's there to have a good time and they're just trying to figure out a way to control it and they're kind of older dudes and they're kind of old school and it is i mean that's the thing it's it is uncontrollable right but you know it'll you know they'll have three maybe and then it'll get out of hand again yeah for sure it's it's possible i mean i think it's very likely it's it's just a matter of time but i mean I, i i i don't I don't judge them, right? Like, that's yeah, what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. Like, it, it is kind of funny for them, like, especially as, like, people who are super tied into social media and this is what we do and, like, they're trying to keep it, like, totally I know, because you want to be able to expose... You want to be able to take pictures and not have all those cars show up, right? But right, right. It's kind of impossible. Like, what it, you, we saw what Canepa turned into. Yep. That, and that's and what And it was, happens. like, where we yeah. didn't even go the last few times. Totally. You know? And so. that's the thing. Yeah, and so I, I had mentioned to you guys already, but, yeah, Freeman Thomas was there and I got to chat with him for a little bit, who's a notable designer you know he was you know um uh, credited for designing the the new audi or the audi tt and the new B, um sorry the volkswagen beetle he was at chrysler did a bunch of stuff and super nice guy and started our group 
started our group and I ended up nerding out with him. Uh, the reason I bring him up specifically is that I spent the most time with him talking about a 63 Falcon Sprint that was all decked out. Oh, yeah. And it was like a road race kind of mountain kind of canyon carver build. And uh, so we were just kind of pouring over the details and like um, the guy that built it was there. And um, basically he built it specifically to drive up in the mountains there, you know, and like, and, and it was so rad. It was basically what like you had talked about in the past, like Ryan, I mean, you like these cars in particular they've been rallied in period and well, and like we, we there's the one guy that yeah we follow, we follow. so Win- golf Sting. so i thought golf windsor and no. kent isn't windsor and kent so. these guys oh windsor and kent is uh no, i think it's one dude like vintage ford they, racing. they do vintage ford stuff so they're all about it yeah by the way uh um what's his name uh, alpha guy who's mechanic dorian alpha yeah he just had a picture of one that he got Oh no way! Oh, sick! Half sprint. No way! Uh, oh shit! We're gonna start seeing these pop over. Oh, yeah. You got you got to get <laughs> one before there, they get. But there, yeah, the, the dude had. I don't think it's that. I don't think it's Golf Stang Lane. It, it's it was the Japanese we follow- name. Is that the one you're talking about? Well, he had the black one that was, and, he, and then he had a race car E36 M3 as well. Uh, but he had this black one that was all. It had the fender flares. I was saying, yeah, it looked like that one. And it I had thought I know racing, I know exactly what you're talking about. I always thought actually. it was Goldstein, but he I, has a Fox body with over fenders. Because I thought it was that guy, so I asked him. <laughs> You know, we were hanging out. He's a younger dude, one of the younger guys in the group there. And I'm like, what's your Instagram handle? Because I thought it was that guy that you're talking about. I can't remember the name either. But it turns out it's a totally different guy. Yeah, I I started following him as DWA, this guy. Yes, it's And he built it after his dad had a race car back in the day in the like 70s or 80s. And it was a flared fender Falcon race uh, car, but it was like molded flares. Uh-huh. He has a picture of it on his oh, cool. uh, on his Instagram. He has two Instagram pages, but uh, yeah. And then and he's basically replicating his dad's race car from back in the day. Yeah, that's rad. Yeah, there was cool. one other one too. There was like a blue and white one in SoCal. This one was blue and white, and he just painted it white. This is the one. Yeah, blue interior. Yeah, well, no, this was uh, blue and white. Exterior. Yeah, with a white stripe. It was blue with the white down the middle. I was gonna say this car Rad. looks familiar. Brad, yeah, that's the that's the, uh, the I've only seen that's two this on car. Instagram, so but, he mm, he literally yeah. like it, I saw it was like a few weeks ago. He's like her new clothes and he had painted it white. Uh, he just painted it. Yeah, yeah. Um, cool, but yeah, dude. But yeah, that was like that, car out. that was the most standout car for me. Like I mean, manual transmission, manual transmission. Yeah, it's a it's like a ninety-two five liter with a T five or T five. It's pretty big basic build it's like my brother's basically it's just a five liter dude the world is your oyster they have everything made for that chassis five liter with a t5 nine inch rear end um g g like old um gt350 suspension basically you know big brakes like pretty basic build but yeah you know just like pretty high it's something um, you're not going to expect a ton out of yeah quick ratio rack from you know whatever uh yeah just like some good driving mods and stuff so rad but it put really well put together but i mean that kind of ties in back to this thing right because it sounds elitist right like being super exclusive and everything but here i am sitting with one of the foremost like automotive designers of (laughs) like the most you know the last 20 years and we're looking at a 63 falcon that some kid built with his dad in the garage right Right. and like so that was the vibe right which is super cool you know and i mean i was really thankful that paul invited me and matt farrow was there and he brought his uh and talked to vinnie russo for a while he was he brought um, a gt4 by the way it's 
63 Falcon underscore LA is oh, his okay. one account you can follow. Yeah. And by the way, we've already given On him uh, quite a bit of uh, followers since uh, I posted that. You're so. tracking the number of followers? <laughs> yeah. We've made an impact. But I mean, yeah, he deserves to be followed. It's a rad car and he's doing cool shit. Um, but yeah, there was those types of stuff, uh, cars. And uh, so yeah, afterwards, you know, Paul's like, dude, like, do you want to drive this thing? I'm like, yes. <laughs> and, and by the way, like he's mentioned before multiple times whenever we're down there like you know he's always got stuff that he thinks each of us would like right like he knows our personalities and like he was super <laughs> bummed that warren didn't come down when i went down i mean i ended up down there randomly i can't remember for what but because he wanted to let you drive that like um the 21 window bus right and he's like dude warren would absolutely love this so thing down. you know uh but i mean yeah so uh he's got really cool shit and uh he's also very selective and that's the thing with like his auto kennel business is that i think we mentioned in the past is that this is not he's not a sponsor of us or anything this is genuine like I, i've seen him interact with someone who brings him a car for the first time and he's super honest and he's basically he'll go through the whole car and tell you you know what like this this needs to change this is what's going on here like i know you spend a lot of money on this but this isn't accurate or the fitment you know he goes through all the body panel gaps and mm -hmm. you know he's very meticulous with that and and he's very honest with a with a seller too and he'll let you know you know i know the market really well you're trying to move the car i'm trying to move the car this is the price right and like and it's interesting to see that whole process and like he doesn't bullshit you he doesn't blow smoke up your ass and say hey, i'll get you x trying to make a big fucking commission he like, wants to like, sell the car in five days and he doesn't he doesn't want the car to become stale right and right. he knows the market and he sees a car and he's like well you know what you want this number it's not realistic like this is this kind of car and he's doing it on commission like they're still he's not buying the car off of him right his end goal is just to sell that car and he has a basically a rolodex of good customers yeah. and i mean yeah. our friend surge who's been on the rally a bunch of times had an 83 at think or i don't know 911 sc and he sent it down to paul paul sold it in like four days for a a good number and but it went to a it was a good car and it was like rally tested and it went to a guy that like runs a bunch of does a bunch of rallies that's great and that's the thing is he knows he knows his market and his customers and like and he is selective right which makes sense so like you know we had a conversation about that and like turning people away and like trying to find that balance between you know staying in business and making money it is a business but like being selective and and, and finding the right cars and this 2002 was i mean it, it was perfect you know like i mean it, you can nitpick like okay it's so the suspension's a little soft or whatever for your taste but nothing that can be changed and like so i was looking at the car before i drove it he's like you know what let's go up in the canyons and drive this thing and and um I mean, I've had a lot of 2002s and we've been around them a lot. It's very, very, very rare to stand next to the uh, to, to the side of a 2002 and look down from nose to tail and and see it be perfectly flat, like with no no undulations, no wrinkles, no imperfections. That, that's almost impossible. How is the gap like, between the hood and the door? Correct. Like, like the yeah. same as the door. To yeah. The, Which is to the like fender. so hard, right? Dude, like all, so this car was like a full on basically rotisserie build yeah. that a brother uh, or two brothers uh, put together and they went through every single little component and the car is basically like a brand new 2002, you know, but they, at the same time, they did a, a really good job of keeping some details original. So it has original dash and original door panels and the door panels on those cars have this, this, these little chrome trim pieces 
pieces that flake off. That flake off. And so they kind of left they left those, and they you know that's obvious. And they only recovered the seats, I think. And put dude, the carpets. door panels they kept the door panel, but they replaced the wood behind it. Right, so it looks yeah exactly. So, so it's, it's all about the like details, the right? original feel, but right. it's not flapping around. And they they like Which, that they seems go like very hard to do. They right? go like, talk, all, like they warm the fiberboard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so or it's, it probably is plywood on that, huh? I, I, I think it might have been fiberboard. It's fiberboard. Yeah. And um, so, yeah, I mean, the car is super, super nice, and it's got a really good build, and um, it's got a five-speed in it, which mine didn't have. 165. And super tight five-speed. 165 CN36 is so much fun, dude. So going back to the opposite, right? So, right. you know, we're driving these, you know, this fast Cayman thing, and I got to drive it on really tight, twisty roads, like the ones that we're familiar with here, you know, like very similar. And it's on this little, I mean, those tires are grippy, but when your contact patch is like, you know, three and a half, four inches, I mean, it's, it's a ton of fun. You know, the car moves around and, and the, the car doesn't actually make it's, it, my car felt faster because it was torquier. And like, and he said that right away. He's like, by the way, your car was carved carburetors. You know, they feel torquier in the, mid, in the lower mid range. You're going to notice that right away. And sure enough. And what this car reminded me of was in my old, uh, 318 IS, the, the E30 318 IS that I had. So super linear power band, no torque, wind the shit out. And just like, you know, in, in total momentum car. Right. And just finding that right momentum, it, kind of like a go-kart minimize your braking, just keep the, keep the thing moving you know and like it was so much fun man it was a blast of a car and at the same time you have working ac working heater everything works it's super comfortable like they put bilsteins on there with like i think stock springs and bigger sway bars so it's it's still very compliant and very soft and um so um i feel like this is a really awesome car for someone that wants to do like all the rally shit that we're doing and everyone's doing but like be comfortable for a 500 drive and or, or or especially getting to the destination sitting on the freeway which is the worst right like like you got working ac you're comfortable you know everything works the seals are really dude he, so the first thing i noted about the car was not even seeing it i called him like just trying to figure out where he was and he was talking to me on the phone and i'm like are you in your Citroen? And he's like, no, I'm in this. Uh, I didn't even know what he was driving at that point. I'm in this like, you know, uh, EFI 2002. Cause it was just, it was pretty quiet for an old ass car, which is super rare. Right. Yeah. So like, but it's at that level. I feel like yeah. I've talked to people driving those and the, <laughs> right. Right. So it's quiet. at that level, you know, yeah. and it, and it's, it's, really it's an cool. awesome it's car. Super. Yeah. Package. Do they have window frames or not? I always forget. No. Yeah. That's impressive then. Yeah. Oh, wait a minute. So when you open the Do door, they? no, they don't, they don't, I'm no, just picturing how huh? the door, how the window seals. I don't think they have window frames. No, they don't. They don't. Yeah. yeah. Don't. But I mean, yeah. So just phenomenal car. So it was really cool to drive, you know, especially having mine, which was pretty nice. And it was hot routed out. This is taking it up another notch where it's like borderline concourse status, you know, and it's, it's so nice. What's, so well uh, what's the number on that car? So he's has it up for 49, which is high, but I mean, I think, and, and I'm saying this because he felt that it was on the high side, but I think there's a little bit of room there, especially for the right buyer. And, um, I mean, I don't foresee it sitting around too long. I mean, it's basically a perfect Dude, I mean, 2002. Were, yeah, yeah. They were selling for seventies and yeah, yeah. like much less cool. And I, yeah. I was nitpicking them in pictures, like the right. gaps and stuff. Right. Yeah. Like you said. And you saw this car i mean it's it's super yeah. nice i mean it, I, I couldn't believe it i was like while we were talking we we're eating breakfast and at malibu kitchen right and uh, i was looking at it down the side and i'm like dude like that thing is so gnarly like i mean i've i've i don't think i've ever seen a 2002 that straight you know because it's all of them have little waviness yeah, yeah. on I the feel sides like none of them 
partially because of the door seals. Uh, the doors don't close all the way. Right. Yeah. Mine didn't. Yeah. Like it kind of like it, always, it always sticks out a little bit. Yeah, and yeah. that's like, it feels like that's part of the whole like beautiful thunk sound, uh, you know, is that there's like a lot of seal in there or something, but it just seems like it's never. And that yeah. hood to fender the door always frustrates It's me. always weird. Yeah. And I've seen very few cars where they get that gap right. Yeah. Usually it's like w- really big. Yeah, I see it's like the, the it looks hood like the hood's forward, right? Yeah, the hood's like forward. Yeah. yeah, and it's like the gap will be three times as big as the door to fender. Yeah, but I mean, yeah, super cool car. And what Warren or uh, what Brian was talking about is, uh, so they they put um, new old stock steel wheels, the little thirteens on there with the one seventy five C and thirty sixes, which look killer. Sixty fives, I think. Or uh, maybe one seventy five. Oh, one sixty. Yeah, I think it might be one seventy fives on there. And um, yeah, so it was it was an absolute blast to drive. And, and it just kind of got me thinking again about like what we've been talking about. Just the slow car fast stuff is so great. Like, I mean, just to be able to really wind the car out everywhere and, you know, and I, I wasn't like you going were sec- out. You were it, like but- second close to red line, it seemed like. Right, right. Yeah. So yeah. it's like, and, and you're having a great time, you know, tight twisty mountain roads. And it's, 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 it's especially those cars are so light and nimble. And so uh, I don't Paul know. posted a video on YouTube today and it was of art driving that car and you could tell it's art because you can hear his voice and stuff. And uh, I guarantee if you do a five-minute video of you driving the Cayman and then you driving that, you would not be hooting and hollering like you were when you were oh, driving. Yeah, I was like, I was having a blast. <laughs> yeah. yeah, dude, it was so fucking fun. Um, yeah, I mean, it, it's it's definitely something that got me thinking again. And I mean, um, I, I, I've been looking a lot at cars recently, right? Like trying to find a cool, fun, sporty car and possibly tacking on a, you know, maybe a, a comfortable, you know, daily big barge or whatever. But I mean, yeah. 318 is exactly where I went. I'm like, dude, this feels so similar. It's just a super linear, high revving, torqueless little power band where you're just winding the thing out. And it and as Treasures I already are said, out there too. Yeah, I think there are neglected 318 ISs out there. Still. Yeah, I mean, I don't want neglected, but because those well, motors I mean, are a little kind of sensitive. But I mean, I don't know. I I, I don't want to go in. Um, so there. But you're not gonna pay 15 on bring a trailer. No, no. Does anyone have project car updates? <laughs> Yeah, I got to do O2 now. sensors on my 330. You it's have to do me a little bit. I think so. Yeah, <laughs> there's four of them. Oh my god! Oh yeah, <laughs> two god. cats and four O2 sensors. Yeah. Modern cars. Oh, OBD man. two, two pre, well, two modern. post. Yeah, yeah, bank one and two. Oh yeah, OBD two. It just makes huh? me nervous. Like as I'm as funds are dwindling because I'm getting the last of my parts. You know, I'm leaving some buffer for something to happen, but I really, you know, it's not a lot of buffer. Like, you know, when $400 just in O2 sensors yeah. alone, not labor. I'm surprised that's that cheap. But fuck, I thought it would be 400 each. No, <laughs> no. Well, it, I, don't I, cheap I out on it. It's like 109. Are you doing the Bosch's? Get Bosh, yeah. Bosch, yeah. Well, and this, I don't know like, if I should be, I should probably just, it's kind of a shotgun approach. You don't, know, it's, why, why, why? Why are you shotgunning it? Well, I talked to my mechanic in yeah. Scotts Valley and, uh, you know, I was just going to bring it, drop it off basically and see what he thought. Yeah. And he was asking about those and he was guessing that that would be why it might, it, it but you don't need all four of them at one time. Yeah. Or... So I, this is perfect question to ask. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't, so I did look it up on YouTube, how you bench test an O2 sensor yeah. and, um, well, what code, are you, what code a, are you getting? What? what I'm code? not getting any code. It's oh. just it smelled. So I didn't start from the beginning, but uh, I finally pulled a car into the garage after doing all this garage cleanup. 
and on startup, I noticed it smells super rich. And I noticed in the past few days, like the exhaast is super black, like more mm-hmm. sooty than you would want. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's what I, I, I called the mechanic to ask him about. And I was going to bring it in. He's like, well, you know, are you getting any codes? And uh, I was like, oh, well, I guess maybe I'm being a little too sensitive. It's running fine. No codes or anything. Um, but he's like, yeah, one of the things is, you know, these... You won't throw a code until it's really failed. But the thing is, O2 sensors just fail slowly over time. So it can be responding poorly. Mm -hmm. Uh, So it's not, you know, snappy uh, tuning, which is what the engine needs to run right. Yeah. Um, uh, But it's not enough to cause you know to to be a failure and throw a light so a lot of times people let them go and so what you'll do you know it, once everything warms up and everything it's usually fine but yeah. uh you'll end up you can burn out a cat he actually didn't say this but this is you know if, if it's running rich and i'm seeing soot out the back like that's going to be hard on my cat and so i could run those out if, sure. if i have these poor performing o2 sensors yeah so um, it seems, pl- and he's like, yeah, people never replace them. Like, so it's, it's, it's unlikely that they would have But that's primary in this case, right? I mean, because the secondary is just to read what's coming out after post-cat. So, I mean, you want, I mean, it's the primary sensors that are having an issue at this point. But oh, man, they're so Oh, sensitive. I don't know. I mean, I don't know enough but if about you're talking about, that stuff. But you're talking about soot, so it's basically your air-fuel ratio that's having an issue. So... I don't well, see but aren't, don't they all impact that? I thought it's it was two different banks. Well, the rear aren't the rears reading what's happening with the front? No, so I'm, I'm totally new to all this. Uh, I was going into this thinking like oxygen sensor. Okay, yeah, let's replace it. That'll be 75 bucks. <laughs> Maybe mm. there'll be two because it's a more modern car than I'm used to. <laughs> uh, but then come to find out there's four. And so it's like, yeah. oh, well, it's like not every modern It's not car as is. easy as just throwing yeah. it 75 bucks at it. Like now I got to think about diagnosing it. And so you can pull them out. You can do tests where you have a voltmeter to see how quickly it snaps up and down. Yeah. Uh, but then the easier thing if you have access is you get the tool that can read real-time data yeah, yeah. and it'll tell you what well, i don't know if you have I'm to actually probe them or you just plug it no, in you just bring it to a shop just yeah you need obd obd2 scanner that can look at live data you watch yeah. how they respond and you just plug into obd2 you don't have to touch the individual no 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 obd2 yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. and then you just watch how they react when you're driving or revving the car yeah but they're so sensitive. Usually they'll trigger a code. I mean, that's pretty unusual. So it might not be my O2 sensors. Yeah. I mean, it could yeah. be, are you running good gas? Injectors. Yeah. Um, I am. Mass airflow sensor. But again, those, yeah, that, that triggers check engine light too. We'll talk about offline, but sure, yeah. I mean, he seemed, I was ready to drop it off and have him. Yeah. Like, I just want to get the, without a code, it's, I don't really know. it's going to cost a bit to diagnose. So it depends how, how perfect you want it. Yeah, he was saying that it could be a lot of hunting around. Yep. Most likely, it's going to be the O2 sensors. Okay. Yeah. It's so rare that there would be an issue without triggering a code. That's very rare. And there's heater circuits on those that... He did He did describe that as a thing that happens. Like it. it yeah, I could it, see it, that. It, it, but it's you know, so they, weird that it would not have a code for that. But the main concern here is failing your cat, right? That's where, Or fouling your cat, I mean. Yeah, I mean, you know, yeah, if it's just not running right, I just want to... You know, I want to make it run right. Yeah. But, I mean, is it? I mean, I don't know. <laughs> I, yeah. I, I feel like well, I, I, I think, would just let t- it tell me this, code. Tell me this data. If I... Is it... Pot, like, it feels like it run. everything runs fine. Obviously, I'm not throwing any codes. Is it just 
I'm, I'm, I think I'm smelling it at startup, but if I were to pull the car in and close the garage door behind me, I don't think I would, I think it was running. My impression is that it's running fine and it's not running rich after it's warm. Mm -hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. Like it's only a condition of a cold startup that it's like, you know, it, before the O2 sensors get up to temp, they're not. Well, isn't that kind of what they do too? Because the cat takes time to warm up and it well, kind of takes over a little so bit. So they or? heat. So they, they have the heater modern ones, in. they have heaters. Oh, they have a heater cold. So there's like one wire, two wire, three wire, four wire, and they actually have heaters uh, that heat them up quickly. I don't know how quickly immediate. that happens though. Immediate. I guess it would be immediate. It has to because it won't work. It won't be able to read and the car won't run right. And Yeah. So that's number one failure of O2 sensors is the heater dies. Oh, okay. And so then you check engine light comes on. It's a heater circuit. You yeah. replace it for that. Yeah. Um, the, huh. the sensor may still work, but if you're in a cold start, it won't be as quick. So, but like I said, they're, they're pretty like sensitive to that stuff. So... No code. It's running okay. Um, yeah, I mean, let her rip. Yeah. Could did I, did I have a very quick story, I promise, uh, about this related. Uh, did I ever tell you guys about the guy that I saw at, or that I met in quotation marks at Home Depot and told me to replace my coolant with brake fluid? Was it <laughs> your mentor? No. So I was at a Home Depot and uh, this guy uh, walks up to me. At this city? point in the podcast, you're going to go into this story. No, so yeah, check I this mean, out. So, so, it's, so he walks up to, I'm in the X1, by the way, new yeah. car. And he walks up to the back and he wipes the bumper. Yep. And he's like, see this right here? And I'm like, yeah. He's like, that's because uh, your, cooling, uh, your cooling system is not up to snuff. And uh, if you replace your coolant cool. with a silicone-based liquid... Um, your te your temperature sensor something something will be more accurate and your engine will run better and uh, and I'm like okay cool man I, I'm like trying to load something into the car and he's like yeah just let me show you and I'm like dude I'm kind of in a hurry man like I can like yeah sorry thank you you know whatever you just get out of my and, way and he's like no, no no you know what um when you come back or whatever because I was actually going back in to grab something else I can't remember what it was I was like doing another trip he's like um, I'll wait for you and I'll show it to you and I'm like god damn it and uh, and I'm like okay fine so I go back into the store and I, I, I loaded up wood I don't even remember what the hell I was buying this is like a month ago and uh, and I go I back I to see it like 10 years ago no it was pretty recent I, what the hell was it I can't remember what I was doing it was a month ago what the fuck was it I mean if I think I could I mean, doesn't I'm matter. drunk but anyways it's relevant so I come back sure enough he's fucking waiting for me and then he's like it's this and it was brake fluid straight up brake fluid he was telling me to put it into my fucking cooling system and I'm like dude like is this guy for real and I went and I, I searched it and I couldn't find shit about that and so this <laughs> guy was not, like, some psycho was trying to convince psycho. me to put fucking brake fluid into my fucking into, expensive way to <laughs> into my cooling tater. system just total weirdo I like gypsy dent repair but that's taking it to another level he was pretty gypsy looking oh. did he steal your wallet while he was distracting you no. while you were looking at his phone I was yeah I was conscious of the, the my whole uh, surroundings yeah yeah because yeah. it was you your hand on your gun yeah he told me his name and he told me where he lived it was like i think he was mentally ill dude um but yeah it was pretty bizarre cool story bro yeah <laughs> <laughs> um, it, it's kind of maybe you need to replace your uh coolant with a uh, silicone based liquid dude if that's the reply i get from the dwa <laughs> podcast i'm gonna start going to a new source of info mm -hmm. forms bro use some tacron tacron Put a, put a I could do a fuel system cleaner thing. Yeah, do that. Doesn't hurt. Yeah. I never know. Justice Brothers, do they have any yeah. things I could throw in? Yeah. They have good shit. 
Sifo. I like the well, liquid, I, liquid Molly makes a good one. What I want to do is uh, just have some Motul.com. Right? <laughs> Does Motul do a fuel cleaner? No. I don't know. Uh, I'm like? down if they make it. Yeah. What were you saying? I'll just pour Motul in the gas tank. Yeah. <laughs> just one. No, no. Motul with every fill up. Motul in your cooling system. <laughs> Brake fluid. Brake fluid. Cooling system. Yeah. <laughs> we should Dot do. A, we should do a thing there where we just like. I should have recorded. Hey, we got this a guy sponsor and we. Oh, no. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we just fill every fluid thing with yeah. Motul. That's like the guy who. Uh, Got an oil low low oil light in his F one fifty, and he was borrowing his friend's truck. Oh, I remember that. And then he looked in the back seat, and there's a case of gear oh, oil. Oh no! And he just decided <laughs> to just keep pouring it in, <laughs> and then he drove it up summit of Highway seventeen, and that's where it died. Well, that's like the best like meme or whatever where the the chicks just like pouring motor oil all, all over it <laughs> like it's vegetables or something. <laughs> yeah, that's great. So how do how do I get? I just come in like. Can I just get someone to scan my th- my you shit? Need to pay a proper technician to yeah. diagnose it. Don't go to like AutoZone and. Is this? Oh, well, I, I got my guy. Though? I mean, should I, is a di- is this a diagnosis no, situation? No, is no, that no. It, is it gonna tell me anything if it's not actually throwing a check engine? Yeah, light? you just look to see uh, the response pre and post cat and what what's going on there. I think that's valuable. I don't know why he was talking me out of it. Well, because it could it's take some time, money. and he might not have like a concrete, you know, yeah, issue. So you may not solve your sooty tailpipe fuel problem. System, fuel system yeah. cleaner first. I would do that. And okay. some good Chevron 91. And uh, I use Shell. Whatever. Yeah, that's fine. Mm. There you go. Valero. But 91, right? <laughs> yes. Okay. Trivia time. This is the longest podcast ever. Nah. What's going on right now? <laughs> Why are you so tired, Liam? I don't know. It feels late. It's pretty late. It feels late as what late? What time is it? What late is it? It's 11. It's 11. Oh, no. Burrito Jeez. place is closed. Damn it. Oh, man. Tomorrow's going to be rough. This is uh, from our, our friends at Haggerty. They gave us a little trivia packet. Some of them are ridiculous, but this one's pretty good. So I'm going <laughs> to give it to you. Uh, I'll say this. Some of them are for beginners. We're not beginners. <laughs> Brian wasn't here yet, but the question was... Uh, what manufacturer? The Jaguar E-Type was made by no. what manufacturer? Well, the Jaguar or, E-Type? Sorry, the E-Type. <laughs> that really is beginner. <laughs> a real beginner. <laughs> yeah, what manufacturer made the E-Type from whatever yeah. years? Yeah, and it listed like Ferrari, Peugeot. Oh, wow, yeah. All right. What do the seven bars in the Jeep grill stand for? A, the seven people who created the Jeep. B, the seven ways you can use a Jeep. C, the seven continents of the world, or D, the seven performance tests every Jeep must go through. Continents. Seven performance tests. Continents. Performance. Continents. I Dang. was going to say I that thought, before that you said number C. I, I thought they ripped it one. off of uh, Willis Jeeps. That was the answer. Yeah, that's not one of the choices. <laughs> A, B, C, or D. Continents. You guys are right. Mm. Yeah. Seven continents. There is seven. Conquers all of them. All right. Last question. Pull out another one. Random one. Let's see, how, let's see how crazy we get. Everyone. Pull out a random okay, one. Okay, random one. Random one. Randa. This is a deck of cards. Saranda. With a bunch of uh, trivia on it. What design feature does a 1967 Camaro have that no other Camaro has ever had? Of the hideaway lights? A, front door vent window. B, gullwing doors. C, split rear window. D, fastback roof line. Front door, the window. Yeah. Yeah. Going yeah, doors. Going doors. <laughs> Pretty sure you're Split right. Split rear also, window? Like, or is that, I don't know, it was 67 or 68. I don't Wait, think Camaro. No. Oh, well, I thought it was 69. 
67. 67. Oh, yeah, that's how you can tell. 69 on the, 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 Wait, the, you remember the split window Camaros? <laughs> the Goldwing Camaro? The Goldwing. That was pretty good. Okay. Well, I mean, what else are they going to do? Come on. All right. Uh, this is auction <laughs> trivia. 1973 Excalibur Phaeton Series 2 Roadster. Oh, oh. I hate these things. God, so gross, dude. Yeah, Corella Deville's car. It, no, it's it's worse than that. It's like a SSK wannabe, but the worst and it's of that the worst. Yellow that. Yeah, based hey, on look, a Pinto SSK. So, uh, cream brown, <laughs> black fiberglass, brown leather. Ooh, <laughs> you had me a cream brown. Twenty thousand miles, least elegant of the Excaliburs. <laughs> <laughs> With Volkswagen Beetle lights that unfortunately make it look rather like one of those Beetle-based Bugattis. First owned by Dean Martin, mm-hmm. a birthday present from his wife. He really? divorced her a couple years later. <laughs> <laughs> they throw that in there? Hell yeah. They're like talking shit. In decent order. Interior holding up well with only lightly wrinkled leather. All front suspension parts, including rubber bushings, have been blown over have been blown over in body color. Oh, so overspray on all, all the bushing. <laughs> Power is from a, from a Chevy big block in its most strangled, miserable form. <laughs> with miserable. With wow. hard top condition three plus. It is awful. It's got wire wheels that look like they should but be on Dean a town So does that mean But like, he, he was gifted it. He didn't even want it. Is that like Steve McQueen? Does it make it lame, worth a million dollars? His lame wife that gave it to him, he divorced her because of it. Yeah. It's got horns in the front, fog lights. It's awful uh, on all levels. So 1973 Excalibur Phaeton Series 2 Roadster. Where was it grand. Being, Where was it being sold? Uh... <laughs> I don't know. Okay, How many miles and are the original? Yeah, 20,943 miles. I would guess they're original because anyone, that's like torture. <laughs> that's a lot of miles. I was going to say. 17 grand. 17 grand. 9,500. 9,500. 25, 6. 99,209. Martin holds some weight, huh? Dude. Last lot of the sale. Uh, what? Dude, this is. They're saying it's ridiculous. Bought it at Mika Monterey 2016 for 38.5. Sold again in Las Vegas in 17 for 31.9. So lost money. And then uh, pre Christmas Olympia auction $73,000. $99,000. That's ridiculous. For an Excalibur. Why? The worst wire wheels, the worst fenders, the, the worst, worst headlights, is the it, worst... Did they, not I mean, the worst engine. I think they came with like four-cylinder Pinto motors. Yeah, oh, Pinto nice. motors. Is that the Dean Martin effect or no, what is it? I, I think it's two people in the room that were... It was bought by a woman in the room. Crazy. Was it the divorcee? <laughs> she wanted it back. Yeah, yeah. That's insane. I cannot imagine a worse car to buy. Wow. Nine thousand. I was with you. I'm <laughs> yeah. with you at nine grand. Yeah. yeah. And that's I thought I was. Much. I thought I was going high at seventeen. I thought I was twenty-five. Right. I, 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 I thought, thought you were ridiculous. Martin, you know, twenty-nine thousand uh, original miles. But I mean, it's yellow and brown, so that's nice. Yeah. Yellow body, brown fenders. Well, Sexy. we're we're tired, so it's about time to go to bed. But before we go to bed, yeah. Uh, cars and uh, coffee. Or, sorry, DWA Morning Motors. August 4th. August 4th. That's a Sunday. We'll give you more details as we get closer. Yeah, we'll post on our uh, Instagram and everything. And, uh, and then uh, the look. rally is going to be open for patrons of the podcast on Monday the 15th. Go to patreon.com forward slash driving while awesome to sign up for our rally. And that is going to be on September 27th like through the, the day 29th. after this auction, oh, this auction, this podcast yeah. goes live. Yeah. So. Tomorrow. Go on. Sign up for the podcast. <laughs> yes. 
and uh, are we signing up for the podcast? No, <laughs> sign up for Patreon, and then you'll you'll be able to buy you know tickets to the rally, mm-hmm. and uh, you'll be able to get them a couple days before the uh, general public. Sounds good. All right, we'll see you guys next time. Bye. be like brian the basher or something oh it has B. to be bb or it helps brian the bashful what about art the <laughs> Art the worst <laughs> that's his power <laughs> he rules with a bashful mind patreon.com forward slash driving while awesome go check us out on patreon and please become a patron of our podcast it helps us out a lot and you get some cool stuff in return. We give you a weekly podcast, which we title Experts in Automotive Opinion. I think we've done 60 of those so far, something like that. We also give you exclusive Patreon-only stickers, and we'll send you a sticker pack right when you join. Uh, we give discounts and early access to certain events we do, like Camping While Awesome, and we give you first crack at our rallies. So, For example, the next rally is going to be announced here very shortly and it'll go up for sale very soon. And Patreon members will get first crack at getting on the rally, basically. So we'll have it open for 48 hours or so and you guys will get first crack and then it'll be open to the public. And uh, the last rally sold out in 24 hours. So please check it out. And join us on patreon.com forward slash driving while awesome. Thank you guys.